Hello and welcome to the Fluid Soul podcast. I am your host, Amy, and I adore all things that tune us back into that flow state. My intention is to empower you to tap back into your own unique potential and align with your soul's deepest desires. Together, we will uncover and transform the ways in which we can cultivate our own fluid soul experience as we elevate our health, our mindset, our relationships, our spirituality, and our personal growth. Grab a cup of tea and let's get fluid. Hello and welcome back to the Fluid Soul Podcast. This is episode four. And in the previous episode, I left off from when I had decided to step away from my online MLM business. Now, from an outside perspective, this would have seemed to many as if I was falling into that trap in which my fears were becoming bigger than my dreams and that my sense of unworthiness became bigger than my vision. However, this choice to leave came as an intuitive decision. It no longer felt in alignment with where I was at. And I want to mention that I am incredibly grateful for all of the amazing women that I met within that community, for all of the personal growth that I moved through, for all of the incredible business knowledge I gained along the way and the empowerment that was birthed from that experience that grew within me that helped me to continue to get closer towards finding my own fluid soul essence. But ultimately, when it came to that time in which I left, I had been checking in with myself previously for at least four months And I remember thinking that I was no longer in alignment. In fact, I was never in alignment with the hustle mentality that this particular community really focused their business around. It was too similar to my previous work hard, play hard mentality that I had been striving to dismantle in all aspects of my life. I also realized from that experience that I had been playing the role of the people pleaser. This was a role that again, I was really trying my best to detach from, but unconsciously or subconsciously had not been able to truly let go of. I found myself in this very strange dynamic that I have found myself in more than one time in my life. And it was actually a dynamic that I realized was showing up again and again and again. This was a dynamic that I had between myself and other females in my life, in particular. Females that spoke louder than me, females that knew their voice better than me, but ultimately females that were acting from their own wounds, their own traumas, and were not able to recognize this. And I wasn't able to recognize this either. I would do whatever I could to please these female relationships in my life in the hope that it would allow me to feel validated, accepted. And this is a desire that I am pretty sure was birthed within my childhood years. I mentioned in episode one 
my stages at school where I was bullied, where I was felt less than by the other females that were around me, the other females that had more energy, that had more presence, that had a louder voice. And here I was at the age of 32, reenacting that same experience from school within my adult years. And the way in which I actually ended up leaving this business was again, very similar to my school experience in that I felt like I was humiliated. I felt like I was made to feel small. I felt like I was pressured and bullied into being someone that I ultimately was not and would never be. And I realized once again, a new layer of myself was to be born in that moment, in that coming year. And I want to make a point of saying that this is not because it was an MLM business. It had nothing to do with it. This was a personal choice between myself and a couple of members that I was working with that really made me decide from within that enough was enough, that I had to stop this pattern in which I continue to attract the same relationships into my life, just in different situations. I realized that I needed to really find my true authentic voice and to not be afraid to share it, to not be afraid to stand behind my beliefs and to share when I did not agree with someone else's. However, not to judge the other person. This is a really key differentiation between speaking your truth and judging someone. We are all so unique in life. We all have our own set of opinions, our own set of perspectives, our own experiences, and from this are born our own beliefs. However, you get to choose who you spend your time with, where you put your energy. If you do not agree with someone else's opinion or their beliefs, It's not your place to judge them. It's not your place to tell them that they're wrong or that they're bad. However, it is your choice to create space from that person or those people or that communication or that community or that organization if you feel that ultimately they are not in alignment with where you are heading. Everyone has that choice. On the other side of that, I also realized that I did need to share my thoughts. I did need to share to someone else that they were causing me pain, that they were causing me to feel unsafe, that they were ultimately moving past my boundaries. And on reflecting on this, I realized that my boundaries were so weak. No wonder I had continually allowed people to step all over them since I was a child. And because I was acting from this childhood wound, I simply wanted to be liked. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be heard. And I realized that I would put myself in any scenario it took if it meant that I was acknowledged, that someone saw me as worthy. And that's not how you build self-worth. That's how you build a facade 
of the person that you truly desire to be. And within that layer is so much fear. I had so much fear within me from my childhood, that fear of confrontation, that fear of stepping into authority, even that fear of having to hear someone else perhaps even raise their voice or show their anger to me. Those parts of me were coming from a traumatized child that had gone through those experiences on many different levels. I had to reconnect with my voice and speak truthfully even when it felt unsafe because on the other side was pure liberation. I realized I had to truly understand my needs, not just from a relational or physical perspective, but truly from an energetic, emotional and spiritual space. I needed to determine my boundaries and make them extremely clear, not just to myself, but to anyone else that was in my experience. And so once I had made this brave but challenging decision, I thought to myself, amazing, everything's going to fall into place again now. My goals and my dreams are going to manifest and life is going to effortlessly move into my fluid soul experience. However, I once again forgot that small important piece that the universe shows up in mysterious ways. And in order to have a breakthrough, you first need to have a breakdown. In the five months that followed after leaving this business, I had a huge mental breakdown. I slunk back into a really deep depressive state that I had not experienced since my early 20s. I ended up quitting all of my commitments. This included small little jobs on the side, seeing my friends, having a yoga practice, going outside, being social, even having a healthy relationship. I actually ended up hiding at home during that period of time for at least three weeks. And I remember almost daily crying and feeling so terrified of what my next steps were. I felt like, again, all of those experiences, all of those realizations, all of those wounds that I had healed had come back, but they hadn't. This was a time for me to stop. This was a time for me to reflect. This was a time for me to really dig in to that pain and to feel it on all emotional levels, on all energetic levels, and to really accept that this was a part of my fluid soul experience. I have realized in this attainment of fluidity in my life that to live a true fluid soul experience, you need to feel it all. This means celebrating the highs. This means sinking into the lows and everything in between. Life is a balance of duality, of highs, of lows, of brightness, of darkness, of sun and moon. And when we actually acknowledge these parts of ourselves and when we allow ourselves to express all parts of who we are, this is when we truly start 
to live and breathe a deeper sense of fluidity, a deeper sense of allowing your soul, your true soul nature to be seen in its raw state. And I think we get confused in today's society because I see this a lot on social media. I see this a lot from new businesses, new business women and men that are here to help support people in this world to up level, whether that is a coach in manifestation, whether that's a personal development guide, whether that is a yoga teacher. They at times really focus on this sense of needing to be positive and high vibe all of the time. And I used to think that same exact thing myself. I used to actually live and breathe it for a while. I would shout from the rooftops that in order to live a healthier and happier life, you had to remain positive all of the time. And it's not that that's not true. Like I mentioned in a previous podcast, we do lean more towards negativity. I think we are programmed towards negativity being the norm of how we feel on a day-to-day basis. And positive thoughts, positive energy, feeling actually higher vibrational frequencies are actually extremely expansive. They do affect you on a much deeper energetic level and they do really allow you to heal the darker parts of yourself. However, if at the same time you're not acknowledging your wounds, you're not expressing your emotions, you're not releasing in a safe and supportive way, the two don't coincide with each other. It takes two to tango. You need to balance that darkness with that lightness at the same time in a sense of fluidity, in a sense of flow. And this is what I really try to do now on a day-to-day basis. I intuitively feel in to where I'm at. Where am I feeling at today? Do I feel like I have the energy to do these particular tasks? Or is my intuition telling me that what I really need in this moment is to feel in to the heaviness or to rest and provide myself with self-care or to go out and be in nature, or to go and socialize and find a sense of joy within my community. These are all different examples of kind of where I am led to through my intuitive nature. But again, it really is about listening to what your needs are in that moment. And during these dark months, I continued to shed a number of relationships within my world that were truly not serving me. And again, this was all really birthed from me having those huge realizations after leaving the business, the online business. And after I shed or cut or released these people from my life, I felt lighter and refocused. A poignant moment came for me during that period of time when I decided to begin integrating energy healing into my self-care. I started working with an incredible energy healer and Reiki master who really helped me to uncover where there were some specific blocks within my energetic centers, my chakras. Now, if you think about acupuncture 
and the different meridian lines that we have running through our body, which is the different channels, we actually have thousands of complex channels and points that run throughout the major central nervous system. And this can be included above and below our physical body and our subtle body or our astral body. But the work that I was doing with my energy healer was focusing on the seven main chakras. Chakras are similar to a swirling wheel of energy. And this is where the physical and our consciousness meets. Within yoga, we call this energy prana. And prana is a Sanskrit word that literally translates to mean our vital life force energy. It's that life force energy that allows us to grow a newborn baby within us. This energy is what keeps us vibrant, healthy and alive. And each energy center or chakra within our body corresponds to our nerve centers and our major organs in the body. Each of the main seven chakras also contain our psychological, emotional and spiritual states of being. And when you're working with your chakras, whether that's with an energy healer, whether that's with breath work, with sound work, with movement such as yoga, the goal is to keep your energy centers open, aligned, so that the energy, the prana, can move fluidly between each of them, allowing each of them to connect. And if there is a blockage in one of them, or many, then the energy can't flow throughout our body. And this is what creates stagnant energy. This stagnant energy over time will manifest into various imbalances, whether that be emotional or physical, for example. But the main point when it comes with working with your chakras is that in order for you to create a clear connection between these seven energetic centers, you first need to have a level of awareness of which ones are actually blocked. What parts of you are stagnant? What parts of you are not responding to each other? And these blockages, like I mentioned, these can come from various different experiences in your life. These can manifest through trauma. These can manifest through beliefs, whether that's beliefs that were conditioned or programmed into you from your family or from your community. But these can also be things, these can also be blockages that manifest over time simply from the choices that you make in your life. I like to think of it in a similar way to the way our brain works. When you repeat a certain habit, for example, again and again and again, let's use smoking as an example. So the longer that you spend taking time to interact with that habit of smoking, the more neurotransmitters are being created within your brain. And not only are they being created, but they are being strengthened again and again and again. And so you will start to create really strong bonds of neuro pathways in your brain that form within your brain and your body that addictive quality, that automatic response. But at the same time, those other parts of you, for example, those parts of you that do not want to smoke, that do not want to harm your lungs, 
those pathways, those neurotransmitters actually start to weaken and eventually they break off. And so no longer can those signals be heard. So you start to get stuck once again back into that samskara, that groove. In working with an energy healer, specifically around my chakras, I started to become increasingly aware of how many habitual natures I was holding within me on an energetic level, how many blockages that were present within me that actually weren't allowing certain parts of me to connect to other parts of me. And this is where I believe that part of me that was not acknowledging, for example, these unhealthy relationships that I kept attracting into my life were manifesting again and again and again because my energy wasn't moving freely. In a sense, a part of me was walking around with a blindfold on. In today's society, a number of us are connected mainly to our three lower chakras. This would be our root, our sacral and our solar plexus. Your root being your survival, your stability. Your sacral being your creativity, your sexual desires, your sexual energy. And your solar plexus being your sense of personal power, your sense of personal self-esteem. When we are mainly connected and we are acting from these three chakras, this is coming more from our egoic self. That sense of ego. And when you're able to connect and align and allow the energy to move freely from the root all the way up through to your crown chakra, you are then allowing yourself to move into those realms of higher consciousness, into those feelings, into those energies of love, of compassion, of sovereignty, of truth and of pure inner wisdom. When I had my first session with my energy healer, Shelly, she informed me at that time that my root chakra was stagnant and that my throat chakra was stagnant. And in that moment, I didn't quite understand what that meant. But the more I dug into it, the more that she supported me through this experience, through this new layer that I was unpeeling, through this new layer of learning that I was moving through... I really truly realized that that was playing such a huge role in how my external world was showing up for me. I was leading from a very unsafe place because I didn't feel grounded. I didn't feel stable. I didn't feel supported. And on the other hand, I wasn't honoring my true needs. I wasn't communicating what I actually desired. I wasn't speaking my soul's truth. And I had such a huge aha moment. And I can honestly say that that experience from that day forwards really helped me to weave a purer essence of finding that fluid soul experience into my life. And as we know, every new lesson we learn really adds to our transformation, really adds to our internal growth, which then will physically shift your 3D reality. 
I felt a new version of me beginning to appear in the fall of that year. That would have been the fall of 2019. I felt like a caterpillar that had gone into hibernation during those dark months and that in the fall I was breaking free from my cocoon to reveal my new form as a beautiful butterfly. And from that, what was birthed was another new version of myself. In that full period, I decided to refocus on building my yoga business and my business began to boom. In fact, it was the best it had ever been. And it wasn't like I was having to work hard for this to happen. It literally felt like the universe was starting to give me opportunities that were more in alignment with the path that I desired. My sense of self strengthened and my feminine flow was present. I was a very determined, action-focused, masculine energy-driven person. I really, really believed for many years that I had to do, 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 do in order to achieve. And in this period of my life, I was really starting to step back to create more space for myself to allow that soft beautiful feminine essence of mine to emerge. I felt a deep sense of sovereignty beginning to rise up within me and from this I began to set really clear boundaries within my romantic relationship and within my friendships and especially within the choices that I made within business. But I still felt like I needed to take a break from everything. It had been such an emotional roller coaster that past year and a half. And I hadn't left the country at that stage of being in Canada, which would have been about three years. At that time, I was applying for my permanent residency. And the permanent residency application that I applied for meant that I couldn't leave the country until it was approved. My permanent residency was approved in August of 2019. And so as my business was booming in the fall, as I was making a larger amount of income, I saw this epic opportunity opening up for me to get away on my own and travel. I love to travel, if you haven't worked that out already from all of the different countries that I've been to. And I think I mentioned this in my first episode, but in my younger years, I traveled a lot. That was a big passion of mine. I would work in a certain job simply to save enough money to go and travel a new country, whether that was for a weekend or whether that was for three months. And so that traveling itch hadn't left me. And when I realized that I had this huge opportunity to get away, I decided to grasp it with every essence of my soul. And within that moment, I decided to look into flights I decided to once again step out of my comfort zone and to experience a couple of goals, a couple of dreams that I had always wanted to do. One of them in particular was to go abroad and teach somewhere at a resort in exchange for food and accommodation. At the same time, I was at the same time I was in contact with my best friend who at that time was living in Mexico. 
we made a plan that we would meet up and go to Costa Rica to experience the Envision Music Festival. Within a matter of weeks, I had my tickets booked. I had a retreat spot in Belize where I would go and teach for two to three weeks. I then had this incredible plan to reconnect with my beautiful friend, Alison, in Guatemala. From Guatemala, we traveled to Nicaragua, from Nicaragua to Costa Rica. And in Costa Rica, my partner came over and met me and we spent the last two weeks traveling the north coast of Costa Rica or the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica down into Panama. Now it sounds like a magical trip. It was fucking amazing on so many levels. I met so many incredible people. I saw so many beautiful places. I was so tapped in to the universal source in the fact that there was manifestations literally coming out of the ground everywhere I looked. But at the same time, it was super challenging. I remember when I got on that plane from Vancouver by myself and thought, holy shit, I'm alone. Now, if you remember, when I was back in Australia, I spent those four months by myself, and that was the first time I had spent time alone. However, this was a whole new level of vulnerability that I was endeavoring on. Although I had done that before, this time I really felt alone, but yet I felt empowered and excited because I knew that because it felt so scary, that there was only going to be dramatic growth on the other end. But that doesn't mean that it was terrifying. (laughs) I remember one moment in particular where I arrived in a small town in Belize And I was dropped off by the bus at like two in the morning. I then took a taxi to where I thought my hostel was. And the hostel was closed. And the streets were empty. And I was walking around with my backpack. And this was within five hours of arriving in Central America. And I thought to myself, what have I done? What have I done? I'm in the middle of the street on my own in the dark. I have no cell service. I have nowhere to sleep for the night. And I seriously considered that I was going to have to just walk around until the sun came up because I didn't know what else to do. But in that moment, you know, I connected to my sense of stability, my sense of safety, and I figured it out. I managed to find a hostel and they let me in and they were so kind. They let me stay until I was able to go and get money in the morning because I didn't have enough money. And again, just from that one lesson alone, I felt braver. I felt more expansive. I trusted more within myself and within the process that I was moving through. And although I had a number of very scary moments, a number of very vulnerable moments, I was also deeply tapping into the higher levels of my consciousness, my higher self, that part of me that has always wanted to be seen and heard, but was not being allowed, that was not being expressed from a place of alignment. Throughout my travels, I really place a lot of intentional energy towards 
tapping in to that energy of flow through manifestation, through connecting your intentions to the quantum field. Now, the quantum field at its core is the realm of possibilities. And along my travels, I wanted to really experience endless potential. And so I did this intentionally through how I spent my energy, through what I put in my body, through the people that I surrounded myself with. But I also went back to a daily routine. I woke up early, I meditated in silence, I journaled, I did movement, whether that was dance or yoga or going for a walk on the beach. And I also practiced the best of my ability to let go, to fully release any control and to allow the how to unfold on its own. I will offer you an example that happened to me whilst on my travels to give you a little bit of a glimpse into how manifestations can show up in your 3D reality. I'm sitting at the bar at the resort center in Belize where I was teaching yoga and I was thinking to myself how I wanted to go into town and get some local fruits and vegetables But I was also thinking to myself, how would I get there? And wouldn't it be great if I had someone that already knew the area that could show me around? I also had been suffering with some lower back pains. And I had mentioned to a few people at the resort that I was looking for a chiropractor. Now in this moment, I noticed that there was a gentleman sitting across from me who was having a conversation with another lady sat at the bar. I overheard their conversation and realized that he knew the area. Now, I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but before I knew it, he was beside me and we were getting to know each other. It turned out that he came to this island on a yearly basis to visit his friend who was a chiropractor who lived and worked on the island. I mentioned that I wanted to go into town to get some money out and to get some groceries and he was the one that suggested that he could drive me in on his golf buggy and that he could not only show me around but he would take me to the best fruit and vegetable stores, he would take me to the ATM and if I wanted he would drop me back to the resort. Now some of you listening to this might be thinking oh he was probably just trying to get in your pants. And the old version of me would have thought that, but I was trusting my gut, my intuition, my inner wisdom, and I felt safe. I knew that the energy exchange that was occurring between the two of us had a real sense of pureness, of love between it. I think a lot of us tap into this intuition, but a lot of us lean in also into those conditioned or programmed belief that if you're a single woman, That if you're a woman alone at a bar in that scenario and a man comes over and talks to you, that you must think the worst. But I decided to lean into my intuition. I took him up on his offer and he ended up becoming such an incredible part of my experience on that island. Such an incredible friend. And he became so connected in my experience And his own journey, his own vision, his own experiences were extremely in alignment with the ones that I was also working towards. 
I knew that I had found another soul friendship. And this example is literally just the tip of the iceberg of things that I experienced along my travels through Central America. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hold love and gratitude to each and every one of you for choosing to invite me into your awareness today. If you liked, loved, or resonated with what was shared, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify. If you take a screenshot of your review and send it over to fluidsoulpodcast at gmail.com, you will receive from me a free guided chakra activation meditation as a little thank you. If you know of anyone that could be supported through this podcast, please share it with them. If you share it on social media, do not forget to tag me as I would love to repost that share. To keep up to date with what I'm up to, head over to my socials, Instagram, amy.fluidsoul, and Facebook, Fluid Soul Yoga. Your support is crucial in my ability to continue to serve and record episodes. You can send me a donation of your choice by following the Red Circle donation link in the show notes of this episode. And if you're curious on how I've been able to create more fluidity, freedom and abundance via the online space, hop over to my website, fluidsoul.ca and sign up for our free web class to learn more. Now grab a cup of tea and let's get fluid. Fluid.